Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. Health centers have been delivering comprehensive, high-quality preventive and primary health care to patients for more than 50 years. There are currently close to 1,400 health centers serving more than 27 million people across the country, according to the Health Resources and Services Administration, known as HRSA. Jost, the managing editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. And this week, August 12th to 18th, is National Health Center Week, which raises awareness about the mission and accomplishments of health centers. Each day of the week is dedicated to an area of focus, including Legislative Appreciation Day, which kicked off the week on Sunday, Public Housing Health Centers Day on Tuesday, Health Center for the Homeless Day on Wednesday, and Children's Health Day, closing out the week on Saturday. Health centers are delivering care to the country's most vulnerable populations. One in nine children, one in three people living in poverty, and one in five people living in rural communities all rely on government-funded health centers in order to access affordable primary care. While health centers started out as a primary care safety net, they are increasingly taking a holistic approach. Christina Wharton of the Department of Global Health Management and Policy at Tulane University School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine explained that these centers quickly branched out into mental health services and dentistry. Increasingly, they are providing a way for patients with substance use disorders and mental health needs to access integrated care, wrote Dr. George Sagunas, administrator of HRSA, in a blog post celebrating National Health Center Week. From 2016 to 2017, the number of health center clinicians providing medication-assisted treatment to individuals suffering from addiction has increased 75%. In addition, health centers specialize the services they provide based on their patient population. Because health centers are not just based in the community, they are patient-directed. More than half of a health center's governing body has to be patients, and they have to be representative of the population they serve. As a result, every health center is a little different because they serve patients based on a community's unique needs, Wharton explained. In February, Wharton spoke with AJMC about the role of health centers, and today we are providing you that interview in full. Christina, can you first tell us about the role of federally qualified health centers and why they are important for uninsured and underinsured patients? Federally Qualified Health Centers, it's a program that's been around for um, since the Johnson administration, and so a little while now, and they've always served an important role in safety net provision of primary care, as well as other services, uh, mental health services, um, dental services, and, and various um, different special programs. And particularly for the uninsured, one of their grant stipulations, their HRSA, uh, Bureau of Primary Health Care Run Program, is that they um, provide care regardless of a patient's ability to pay and have a sliding fee scale um, scheduled based on the person's income. 
income and, and also take Medicaid, so that's an important uh, qualification too. So throughout these, you know, this now decades that health, the health center program has been around, they've served this, this as places providing primary care and preventative services where that may not be accessible um, for somebody without insurance. So it's a very important role. And additionally, they're um, intentionally situated in medically underserved areas. So that could be an urban area or a very rural area or somewhere where there's a special needs population. So people who are already um, marginalized by the health system um, because of their insurance status or because of other factors such as they're experiencing homelessness or they're a migrant farm worker or other qualifying characteristics, they're going to get, receive more appropriate services and in a way that's affordable and also um, accessible to them in other ways. So what has been the trend of service utilization at these federally qualified health centers? Increasing and increasing. Uh, I, the study that we did focused mostly on the last uh, five years, so looking more at how various provisions of the Affordable Care Act had Im- impacted health centers, and they have. There's the Community Health Center Fund, so that there have been roughly 200 new health centers and, and way more sites um, since 2012, um, increasing the patients served by about 5 million from about 2.1 million to 25 million. So it's, we've seen a, an increase in patients served, um, and we think you know there's a couple. You know, there's the new access site, so there's more ability to get service this way, and there's you know, Medicaid expansion and patients getting access to insurance that way, and the exchange, people coming in with subsidies and having and being able to access a health center because they have insurance that way, um, or they don't have insurance and there's new access sites. So we are seeing an increase, and that's been true since about 2002 in the George uh, W. Bush administration. Um, health centers have bipartisan support and have been growing and increasing because of the, the need and the demand that's that will continue um, even with the Affordable Care Act. It doesn't cover everybody. There are always people without insurance in this country probably, unfortunately. So they, they serve a very vital role. And how does the health of the population using these health centers differ from the general population? Sicker, um, mostly because of the the designated medical um, underserved area requirement of, of health centers. So they're in areas where people haven't had access to care or are already marginalized um, by their their situations. They're living in public housing or they're homeless or um, they're a migrant farm worker or they're just somebody who doesn't have health insurance and probably hasn't had health insurance their whole life. So they they are on the whole a sicker population and have other greater socioeconomic and uh, social determinant factors going into their health care besides their just access to insurance, which is also very important, that need to be considered. And, uh, you know, Strap Health Centers with a lot of burden and responsibility and really, I think, affirm its very important role in our country's healthcare system. Have you found disparities across the country in the patients being served by federally qualified health centers? Certainly in different um, in different states, it looks very different. In certain states, in North Carolina, we have a large migrant farm population in Cal- Southern California. That'd be the same. So even in the same state, uh, these health centers might vary uh, a lot depending on where, where, what the patients need and what sort of programs they're running. Um, and in terms of access, we compared Medicaid expansion states and non-Medicaid expansion states and um, did various tests to see how health centers were different in different resource settings. And they are, and their budgets are different. It looks like there's a greater proportion of, of HRSA through 40B programs in states that are more resourced and um, maybe greater access to care in some of those states that um, have more health centers for people who without insurance. And finally, what policies do you think could expand the safety net role that federally qualified health centers play? 
thankfully, um, there has been bipartisan support and increasing um, increasing funding and different programs and different tests to see uh, how the health center's program can grow and expand and better need, meet this need that just persists, unfortunately. Um, so there uh, was the Community Health Center Fund was the big one that came out of the, um, the Affordable Care Act. And before that, there was additional um, expansion funding um, through ARA. They did capital improvement funding for health centers. Um, and then even before that, before the recession, there was expansion, <clears throat> excuse me, there was expansion money for new access sites. So I'd say continuing that additional funding, which I, I believe Congress just did um, uh, support the continuation of the health center funding, which is fabulous. Uh, also thinking about how Medicaid expansion in the states that didn't expand it might affect some of these health centers because they do get reimbursed. They have an enhanced reimbursement for Medicaid, so that does help them if their payer mix is a little more balanced, helps them serve more uninsured patient population if, if they have more people with insurance to kind of balance that out. Um, but they you know, they make it either way. And then there's there's also been really interesting funding out of CMS uh, providing demonstration projects to uh, for health centers to become patient center medical homes for example, there's the advanced primary care practice demonstration um, and some other quality improvement tests that, that there's been funding for because health centers are very under-resourced and usually really understaffed. I worked in one for a very long time and people are, you know, they're very creative and able to do a lot with a little bit of money. But I think uh, thinking about how we can help improve the quality of the services that they provide and providing access points where there is need and really uh, give them the opportunity to see how they can grow and meet as we know the demand is growing, see how they can meet that need best. And that takes a little bit of funding and resources and nuance. So any support um, HRSA can continue to give or um, CMS can give through different reimbursement strategies and testing that out would be my recommendation. To learn more about health centers, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes.